It's good to be us. I'm going to get it together here in a minute. I want to let you guys know, um, this might sound cliche, but I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go slow because I am undone by what God has been, spe- has been speaking to me this morning since we walked into this building. Sarah, when you got up here, when you got up here and you started to release that song, and then Trenton, when you followed behind her and you brought prophetically, like what you guys were doing, this was more than just a song set, a list. And I know we never go into it with it just like ABC, let's just throw this song out there and everything. But I believe, and Shannon, what you brought in that word, and Darren, when he closed, Every single part, hear me please, every single part of what has happened already at, by 10.59 a.m. this morning was on purpose by the Father. What happened is sons and daughters were hearing the Spirit of God and they were building together. I said that the, the, it might sound cliche, this is the part that I meant. I said to myself down there, why am I getting up to bring a message, God? Because the whole thing's already preached. And then in his way that he talks to each of us, like we were hearing through song, because, because we partner together, because he wants us included in the plan, And so there's a little teeny part that I can bring with my little teeny flavor that can add a new layer to what's already been preached here through worship, through prophetic declaration, through the the celebration of, of lives. I am undone. September is a new year for us as children of God, as a community. This little harbor church community. And in the name of Jesus, I'm just declaring right now with everything, all the faith that's on the inside of me, that you will be expectant. That you will not, oh, that was a really cool thing. That was a really neat service. No, in the name of Jesus, I'm speaking to your born again spirits from the inside and I'm declaring that you will be expectant of supernatural, like an expedited, like growing up a multiplication, a kingdom multiplication that leaves 30 fold behind and goes right for the bullseye. We're going right to a hundred fold in the name of Jesus. Every one of us plays a part. You're sitting in your chairs right now, and you're like, what do I, I just, I'm a visitor today. (laughs) Yeah, it's not by accident. I literally was driving here and heard the Lord say, somebody needs to hear it. This was the exact phrase. Somebody needs to hear today. And then he said these things to me afterwards. And Darren got up here and said the exact same quote. Somebody needs to hear today, and he said the exact things that God said to me in the car. So again, I'm like, I'm getting up there to preach something, right? What are we going to do? 
I love the way that God works. I love the way that he takes, that Jesus came to, uh, let me say it this way. I love that God has such amazing plans on the inside of him for his people, that he's been declaring amazingly good things over our lives since before we were formed, that he's got this whole big blueprint, like in his heart, that he's just, just like he's been, it's, he's been dreaming about it since before there was time. And he wanted it so much that God had wanted it so much that Jesus said, you know what, I'm going to come to the planet to secure it for them so that it doesn't, it doesn't get haywire. Like, I, it doesn't go haywire. I, I, we want this for our people. I know that there are prophetic promises that God has spoken over every one of you in this room. Everyone that's watching or will listen later on to the sound of my voice. God has spoken things regarding your destiny. And he knows that you want them. How many of you have dreams on the inside of your heart? Let's just be real. How many of you have dreams on the inside of your heart that you believe God put there that are impossible for you to walk out apart from some type of divine intervention? Let me see your hands. No, no, keep them up for a minute. Take a look around the room. We are a part of something bigger than us. God has been working things out for eons in his own heart, within the Father, Son, and Spirit. And they're working together perfectly to see it manifest on the planet now. Now, what we do with that revelation is very important. God wants those dreams and those prophetic promises. God wants those dreams and that prophetic pro- those prophetic promises about your life and what you're building together. He wants them to happen more than you do. But like Trenton said, at the unction of the Spirit, sometimes real life. And we just need to be reminded. There's no shame in that. He knows. Jesus walked it out. He knows. So I guess, since everybody preached the message that I thought God gave me, that I knew God gave me, I think what I'm going to do today, even though we're going to go over this, is I think that what he wanted most as we got started was for me just to pour some courage into you. Just to water you and all those divine seeds that God himself has sown on the inside of your little frame and mine. I'm just here to water them with courage. So that they grow up into what Shannon was describing as she explained the, sim- the symbolism, the prophetic picture of this particular calendar year. You want to go there together with me? Come on. Yeah, it's good to be us. All right. So let me jump in real quick, just for a few minutes. God's given you promises. You got dreams on the inside of your heart. I got them too. He says, this is, like you feel on the inside of you, this is God. I believe I've heard these things. I I feel like these dreams are, are fill in the blank, all the good things. But have you ever wondered how he actually plans to get you there? I mean, you wake up in the morning, you're like me. You wake up in the morning, you go to work, you're raising families, you're paying bills. You're sowing into community. 
You're coming here week in and week out. I see you. I do life with you. You're pouring yourself into the mandate that God's given us in this house. I see you. I'm with you. We're doing this together. Have you ever asked him, how do you plan on taking me from where I am right now into that promised place? We're going to go after that question and get an answer to it today through the scriptures. All right? Where we're going to go is we're going to talk today. Our focus is going to be about Jesus and his strategy for building us into our prophetic destiny. Jesus is the master builder, and he's got a strategy in his heart as big as God himself, to build you and to build me into that very thing, into those very things. Here's why a message like this, I believe, is so important. God, help us. Scripture says that we are co-laborers with Christ. If we're co-laborers, and he's the master builder, and the Father has all these prophetic dreams and promises about each of our lives, how many of you know that it is, that if we're co-laborers, if we are completely unaware or unfamiliar with the plan of building, we want to be efficient in our co-laboring with Christ, Right? You know, God's building something. I got some stories. Let me, let me tell you one real quick. I, for those of you who don't know, I have an amazing husband. His name is Scott. And Scott and I have been married for 20, almost 25 years. And, um, and when we started, this is a building story. There's a purpose for this. Co-laboring with Jesus, the master builder. We want to be efficient in our co-laboring in order to get the job done. Hear me. So when we first started, when we got married... We decided that we were going to quit corporate America, and we made very good livings. We were going to quit corporate America. We got pregnant. We were going to start our own business. Now, that sounds really cool, and it was. Like, we've had that business for 24 years almost, and it's done very well for us. We are very grateful, God. But in the beginning, there was no money. There was no money. None, 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 none. And so we needed to find an extra form or a stream of income. And we decided that for our family, that income would be real estate. So I got my real estate license, and we went out and we searched areas in this, right here in Fort Lauderdale, because we lived here. We searched for neighborhoods that we wanted to, to buy into. And because we had very, very little funds, we looked for the worst streets and the most dilapidated houses on those worst streets in those best neighborhoods, and that was the house we would buy. Now, I'm talking 20-something years ago. Do not think fixer-upper. Don't think, you know, those reality shows where, where everybody goes in and there's a lot of work that's done. They look like garbage in the beginning, but you come out and they're like, like they go in, they work real hard, and then they go home. That's not how it was for us. We had no money. We lived in them as they were getting fixed up. It was hard. It was, <laughs> it was not glamorous. And so this is what would happen. Here's my point. 
This is what would happen. Scott would get up every morning and he would go, leave the house to go to work. I would get up every morning and I would stay at home to go to work. And I would have a general contractor come in and I would partner with the subcontractors, the co-laborers, to see that the job would get done fast. Why? Because we needed to flip it to make money. I know firsthand the importance of efficient co-laboring. If you don't have efficient co-laboring, it doesn't matter how amazing the general contractor is. The job never gets done as quickly or as easily as it could have if the co-laborers don't understand the building plan. Jesus is an amazing general contractor. He is the master builder. But I saw firsthand amazing, great GCs come in, and they would have to go back and do things themselves that they had appointed tasks that they had appointed their co-laborers to do that weren't getting done. Do you see the metaphor? Do you see where I'm going? We want to be efficient in our co-laboring with Jesus. We want to see us get to our prophetic destiny as quickly and as easily as possible. And he talks about it in the scriptures. He gives us clues in the scriptures of how that can happen. So what I want us to do is I want us to to jump in, to look at Jesus' strategy, to see how he plans to get us from where we are right now into all that glory that he's prophesied over you. We're going to jump in at, uh, jump into Matthew chapter 16. Before we put the scriptures up on, on the, the screen, let me tell you this. We're going to go through uh, the main uh, scriptures that we're going to look at are verses 15 through 18. But I need to paraphrase the first 14 verses so you understand the context. So in the beginning of that chapter... Jesus, it opens, Matthew 16 opens with um, the religious leaders of Jesus' day coming in and demanding some things from Jesus. They're in his face and they say, listen, give us a supernatural sign from heaven that proves your identity. Jesus said no. Literally, he said no. The only sign that I'm going to give you is the sign of the prophet Jonah. That's important. If you're a note taker, why don't you make a little highlight of that? He leaves their presence and he jumps in a boat with some of his friends. He's going to go to another part of town to impact some more people because he's amazing like that. And as he's in the boat with his friends, he looks at him and goes, hey, hey, watch out for the teaching of the Pharisees and the Sadducees. They're not dialed into the heart of God. And if you let their teachings get down on the inside of you, in the friction of life, let me, let me say this first. If, you, if, you, if their teachings get in on the inside of you, they'll be like leaven or, or like yeast. That's what that means. And so he says, if you let them get on the inside of you, what's going to happen is that in the, in the friction of day-to-day life, in the heat of actual circumstances, something is going to rise on the inside of you that, like a bread that I never intended you to eat from. So watch out. You got to be dialed in. You got to be dialed in to the heart of God. And then he says to them, as they're talking about it, he says to them, hey, hey guys, Who do the people around us say that I am? And they're like, oh, 
Some say you're this guy. John the Baptist, come back from the dead. Some say you're this prophet or you're that prophet. And this is where we're going to jump in. Matthew's, his response, Jesus' response in Matthew 16, verse 15. And this is what he says. He says, yeah, but, but who do you say that I am? Simon Peter comes back and he says, oh, you're the Christ. You're the son of the living God. I can almost like feel the heart of Jesus in that little boat. He goes, oh, my friend. Peter. Actually, that's not what he said. Actually, what he said is, he called him something else. We'll talk about that in a second. But he's like, my friend, my friend. Flesh and blood didn't reveal that to you. That was supernatural. That came from my Father in heaven. Blessed are you, Simon Barjona. That was a gift from God from another age, from, from the heavenly realm. And on that rock... I will build. I will build my church, and the gates of hell will not prevail against it. I want us to dig in for the few minutes that we have to some of the things, the rich things that God wants us to get by the ministry of his spirit in the name of Jesus from these little verses. Let's reread verse 17. Jesus says to him, blessed are you, Simon Barjona, for flesh and blood has not revealed, note the word revealed, this to you, but my Father who is in heaven. So we're talking about revelation. Let me give you a definition for today of revelation, the word revelation. Revelation is when God reveals the deep things of his heart to ours by the ministry of the Holy Spirit. If you need a, a context for that or you need a proof text for that, just go to 1 Corinthians chapter 2 and read the ninth through the 12th verses. The Godhead loves to reveal the deep things that are on the inside of them to humanity. And by the ministry of the Spirit, we are able to hear and get those downloads, that revelation, right? Let's go to verse 18, because Jesus makes this massive building statement in verse 18. He says, on this rock, I will build my church, and the gates of hell will not prevent, uh, prevail against it. On this rock, come on, let's dialogue for a minute. On what rock? On the rock of revelation. That's the context. On this rock. On this rock of revelation. Hear me. Regarding identity. What were we singing about today? Sarah was prophesying. First time ever we sing this song, that song here. Trent comes up. Darren comes up. Same thing. All three of them. 
on this rock of revelation regarding identity, I will build my church. Whose church? We are. You and me. On this rock of revelation regarding identity, Jesus says, I will build my people. Because the Father has a plan. He's got a vision. I'm an architect. I'm a master at this thing called building. And the Spirit of God, he's the empowerment that's going to live on the inside of them so that from the inside out we can see this thing manifest on the planet. And by the way, the gates of hell will not prevail against it. Come on. Just saying. Just saying. I want to make a statement. I want you to think about it. Here's a statement. Jesus is the master builder. The church is his favorite building project. But revelation regarding identity, that is the material he loves to build with most. He loves to build with revelation of identity. If you remember only one thing from today's service, let it be this. That revelation of identity builds destiny. Revelation of identity builds destiny. You know, Scott and I, we have a favorite kind of building project. We like one-story ranch homes for lots of reasons. I'll save that for another time. But God, that's not his favorite way to build. God's favorite building project is not one-story ranch homes. God loves to build floor by floor, story by story, season by season, He loves to build us, his favorite building project, floor by floor, story by story, season by season, into the full manifestation of all that he's been dreaming about for our lives since before there was time. And he does it through revelation of identity. Two facets of it. Two facets of revelation. The first facet is revelation of who he is, his identity. And the second one is revelation about who we are, our identity. Let me give you a practical example of how Jesus can build us from the inside out. I'll do it through my own life because because I'm up here. (laughs) So, so the, in this season, this is a, a practical way that Jesus is building me into a new season, a new floor of this prophetic house called Julie that he's deemed me to be. So, I'll start by telling you as they're starting to pass out communion, I'll tell you this. I'll start by telling you that there are two things that you need to know about Julie that Jesus and I know that you probably don't. The first one is is that I am exceptionally busy in this season of my life. 
It's awesome, and I'm grateful. I'm having fun, but I am running really, really fast. And I ask him every single day, please tell me I'm out of your will so I can slow down. (laughs) And the reason why I say things that you laughed at like that is because of the second thing that you probably don't know about me. I am a Mary at heart. What that means is I am, like, what brings me the most amount of life, when I say I'm a Mary at heart, my my language, is what brings me the most amount of life on the inside is me sitting at the feet of Jesus, listening to him speak. It's slow. It's me worshiping him with all that I am. How many of you know he calls this priest to stand, to serve, to minister and burn to him all the days of our lives? right? And so I I love to be like that one that opens up her her perfume bottle, her alabaster box, and just pours out her love and affection like ministry at the feet of Jesus. I love that. But I'm not stupid. I know that things have to get done. And so in the midst of this really, us running this really, really fast season, Jesus builds me into my prophetic destiny through dialogues like this. He'll say, hey, 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 who do you say that I am? And I'll say, oh, Jesus, you are the Prince of Peace. You're the Prince of Peace. You're the one that guards my heart and my mind with all that you are. When my, the tension starts in my heart because of the pace of how fast we're running this season, if it starts to, if thoughts start to come in to bring anxiousness about the unfamiliar places that you're inviting me into this season as we're growing, I I could choose to remember that you are, they even prophesied it through song. Trenton got it. Even, even my personal stories, he was prophesying during worship because I'm thinking, God, for sure, you are the promise keeper. In your presence is fullness of peace. You are the peace giver. That's Jesus saying to us, saying to me, who do you say that I am? But it doesn't stop there. Stay engaged with me. It doesn't stop there. That's where we continue the conversation. And we say, oh, Jesus, who do you say that I am? And for me in this season, he says things like, oh, Julie, you are a lover of me and a lover of those made in my image. You are a friend of God who I enjoy revealing the deep things of my heart to. Because you are also a bold truth teller and a clear communicator to take all that revelation and you just want to give it away to everybody else so that they too can one day become wholehearted lovers of all that I am. And I say back, yes, that's who I am. That's who I am. And you're building something on the inside right now. You're taking me into my prophetic destiny. One floor, one story, one season at a time. And it's all around, who do you say that I am? Jesus builds, 
you and me. He builds the church through revelation regarding identity. I know you've got your communion items, elements in your hand. I want you to think about this before we partake of it together. As good as your prophetic, your prophetic words are, as good as the, the, as real as the dreams are that are on the inside of your heart, you need to hear this. Your promises are not just for you. He loves building us individually, but he's building something globally. He's got a bigger picture than just you and me and our little condo-sized selves on his mind. He's going for the whole planet. That's why a prophetic culture is so important. Because 1 Corinthians 14.3 says that prophecy builds. The one who prophesies speaks to people for building up, for urging them on, and for lifting them into the things of the Father. Do you remember at the beginning of the paraphrase of Matthew 16 when I told you that Jesus said to, when they said, we demand a sign from supernaturally from heaven. Show us who you are. Like, tell us our, your, your identity. We demand a sign. And Jesus said, no, but I'll give you this sign. It's the sign of the prophet Jonah. Now listen, at first read, super simple, and it's totally straight up right. He was likening himself, knowing what was going to happen to the prophet Jonah. Jonah went into the belly of a whale for three days. He came out, went to a people group that was in, a, in great chaos, and he preached a message of repentance. They, they said yes to that message. They repented, and they were saved from destruction. You see the picture? He goes into the grave for three days. He comes out. He is salvation. Anybody who believes in him gets saved from destruction. So that we get that, right? But there's more. We got to dig deeper. We got to let Holy Spirit, if we're going to be built into the full measure of who God's destined us to be on the earth today, in this culture, we need to dig with Holy Spirit and the truths of the scriptures and let him reveal things to us that are completely biblical, but need to be uncovered so that we can start partnering efficiently as co-laborers. Do you know when he said, when I told you, he didn't say, hey, Peter. He said, blessed are you, Simon Bar Jonah. Blessed are you, Simon Bar Jonah. Do you know what that title, Simon Bar Jonah, actually means in the original language? <laughs> he who hears the dove. I felt like Jesus is probably standing there in front of those religious leaders and he loves them and he's saying, yes, our will is that you come and you know me without a sign, like demanding a sign, but out of the simplicity of believing me just for the sake of believing me, the Father is going to release a supernatural sign from heaven. You will hear from the dove regarding identity. Revelation of identity builds destiny. And God is looking for faithful builders. Ones that build in their communities. Ones that build in their families. Ones that build in their businesses. Out of a place of, who do you say that I am? 
And he says, who do you say that I am? And we partner together by the ministry of the Holy Spirit and we build. I don't think it's a coincidence, September, all that Shannon spoke about the significance, big picture of this month, that we were led by the Lord to do a series on building. As we have the communion elements in our hand, there's two things. I want to ask you something, and then I believe God wants to ask you something. I want to ask you, will you say yes to helping Jesus build his church? Will you do that dialogue to Jesus? Let him speak to you who he is and you are, and you speak back to him who, who he is so that you get built up, but then you take it from that place and you go build up everybody else around you through the prophetic. Who do you say that they are, God? Who do you say that they are? Let me help partner with you, Holy Spirit, to see them built up because we're doing something globally together. And I feel like right now, Jesus is saying, hey, 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 do this in remembrance of me. Do this in remembrance of me. As you look at these communion elements, who do you say that I am? Some of you, some of you it's going to be, you're my sustainer. You're, you're, a, you're a healer. You're a deliverer. You're the God of the breakthrough. But in this moment, when we, take, when we have communion elements in front of us, it's not, it really isn't a prayer, like, God, please help me. It's a declaration, prophetic declaration. In remembrance of you, I'm reminding my own self that's doubting or, or weary, and I'm reminding all the, the principalities in the atmosphere and the circumstances that are lined up in front of me, this is who Jesus is. And then you have the dialogue with God. so I can leave this place of communion around this table and be that to everybody else around me with power on it from heaven. Are you guys with me? Okay. Abba, we thank you for revelation. We thank you for your desire to teach us more about who we really are in Jesus. And so as we sang this morning, we are your children. We come to the table of communion as your kids. With the work of Jesus completed. And we acknowledge that his blood sacrifice was sufficient. And his broken body has made a way for us to be whole. And as we drink... And as we eat, we believe that we will take in every ounce of spiritual nutrition that we need to be able to move forward. Why don't you drink and eat with me?
God, may this, may this beautiful, intimate interplay between us and you over the communion table never be ritual. May it always be fresh and intimate, new, every single time we do it. As you reveal new things to us, as we handle that, those elements, you reveal new things to us, God, regarding who you are and who you say that we are in you now. God, we want to build with you. We say yes. Revelation of identity. Everybody say it with me. Revelation of identity builds destiny. And we want to be found faithful, God, partnering with you to see your glory manifest on this earth through our lives. No hoopla today, guys. Not that we're a house that does hoopla. But I feel like, even as the ministry team comes forward, I actually don't feel like I almost had them not come forward at all. Because I feel like God wants us to sit in our seats. We have kids. We know we have to go get them. But if we have an opportunity to sit, I feel like he wants to talk to us. He wants to have that dialogue. Who do you say that I am? And you say back, who do you say that I am? So don't rush away so quick. Sarah's going to play and just for a few minutes, let God talk to you. Let him tell you. Let him remind you who you are at the core, your identity. And then get up from that seat, even if it's in the cafe or in the, lo- uh, the lobby or the parking lot. And ask God to help you give some revelation away about somebody else's identity every time. Every time you come in this place, don't wait for an altar call. Let's help Jesus build. You with me? All right. I bless you in the name of Jesus. Go pick up your kids. We will be here next week. Thank you so much for coming. We love you guys.